0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts, and this is another episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Hey, you could be larger
1: than life, bigger than the world, living out the
0: hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. We're flying higher than the sky once again here on the Readily Random Podcast. Here we are with another interview on this tremendous day that we are spending with the entire PodMax crew. And it's always exciting to be a part of the, these events. Uh, There's some of the highlights of my podcasting opportunities, and I'm thankful to be a part of it. The reason I'm so thankful to be a part of it is one, I mean, it's just an excellent organization to be affiliated with. But two, I meet so many interesting people each and every time I attend a PodMax event. Now, today I get to meet four people Versus the normal three. So that's extremely cool. And our third interview is with a gentleman by the name of John Muldoon. And John has created a soft skills platform that will allow uh, users to log on to the platform and learn various skills in communication, uh, probably relationship building. I'm pulling that one there because I'm thinking of soft skills right now. You know, when you think of soft skills versus hard skills, uh, you, when you have your technical skills, maybe you're using software or maybe you're learning a process or a procedure, uh, that's one thing. But communicating, dealing with individuals, uh, understanding diversity in workforces, all those sorts of things, those are considered soft skills, more of the HR type skill sets that we're talking about there. So John is going to join us here in just a second, tell us all about it and tell us what his motivation behind building such a platform was. And I, for one, am excited to hear about it. So, John Muldoon, thank you so very much for joining me today.
1: Great.
0: Larry, thank you for having me.
1: It's a pleasure to be on the show.
0: So, did, did I hit the nail on the head there? Was I right as far as the soft skills identification that I was going for? Yes, it
1: was. You, I, you got it you were very, very close because you know the the technical skills training is really in one bucket. The soft skills training are... Are really the critical conversations you have in business interactions, and they can be they can be in many areas, you know diversity is one of them, but also problem solving, you know countering uh, um you know sales challenges and so forth and And we've built the ability to to define abilities that you want to target, practicing role playing scenarios. Get immediate feedback, get some guided practice from our AI engine as to what would be an improved response. and then ultimately you can watch a, a professional give you one of the, one of the preferred responses, but only after you've tried on your own and looked at yourself and you know, it begins with self-awareness.
0: So I'd love to learn more about how the AI plays a role in this training platform, because I mean, traditionally, if anybody has ever gone through a soft skills course, there is generally a video which contains no AI whatsoever, that kind of gives us scenarios and you know, what do you think would be the best response here, ABC, or possibly even D? And you select that and it, maybe it says uh, you were close, but not quite try again. And then if you miss enough or maybe if you finally get it right, you get to see that professional that tells you exactly what is the right answer and why that answer is right. So help me understand how could AI work? to improve that process? Well, with the advances of AI
1: and, and natural language processing, we were able to build a, you know, our platform. And you know, many of the things that you're explaining are not very scalable within the organization, and they tend to be a little more cost prohibitive. so they're not shared equally throughout the organization. You know, we approached this using the advances in AI to be able to help analyze what you said, uh, and and then to provide you guided uh, a guided feedback in how to improve your response. And as you do that, there's we built in a metrics meter that shows you how you're doing in your performance. you actually know by practicing that you're getting better. And the example you gave earlier on is you know you can you need to practice to improve. You, know, you do it in sports. You do it in anything. Even if you're practicing a speech, you 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 try and you try and practice. If you go to these events and you take that one exam, and maybe you come back six months, maybe you come back a year later with the same group of twenty and looking forward to that dinner with your friends and a couple of drinks. But the reality is, you know, are you really getting effective soft skills training? Yes, perhaps it's identifying some soft skills, but we actually put those those traits and abilities targeted on your phone weighted according to the strength the organization sees as most valuable, and then, then they're delivered to your phone anywhere, anytime. And a lot of people are a lot more comfortable practicing in their, in their own space, whether it's in the car whether it's you know, in their bedroom. You know, we, we bring this mobility to, to soft skills training. And are you doing this at an enterprise level? or? Yes, this is at an enterprise level. Yeah, we just launched a, a major a uh, pilot with a one of the largest global professional service organizations around an accounting and finance area. So we you know that has just got kicked off. We're coming into the marketplace now. Uh, previously I built a another enterprise software platform that was very, very successful. A company called Interlinks, uh, arguably the first fintech company, although they weren't called fintechs back then. And uh, we did a lot of a lot of good stuff uh, there as well in terms of identifying a you know, market that's in need of digital transformation, and then bringing a solution into it.
0: So, is is software development? I mean, I assume that's that's where you're at. That's your specialty. If so, how did you get involved in software development, and how did it take you down this path to lead you to your most recent platform?
1: Well, I mean, for me, I, I've had more. Uh, you know, I've had a traditional corporate training. I'm a CPA. By schooling, I worked on Wall Street as a senior executive for uh, a a very major hedge fund, very successful one. But I branched out and took the entrepreneurial plunge, if you will, (laughs) uh, leaving a pretty good, uh, well paying Wall Street job to change the way Wall Street did business. And, you know, we were very successful in that. Uh, But I bring a, a financial and operational background and just good business acumen. So, I'm not a software developer per se, but I'm very good at bringing smart people, smarter people than me that have their field of expertise and put them together in teams that work very well together.
0: Well, you know, that in and of itself is a skill knowing who is smarter than you and being able to accept that. So you can step back and allow them to complete their piece of the project and then to bring it all together in the end for the final cohesive platform. I think that in itself is great. And You know, I have a bit of a corporate training background myself, so I can relate to exactly what you're talking about here. In that regard, do you set up schedules within the platform, or how would an enterprise, how would this solution be implemented in an enterprise environment?
1: Sure, sure. That's a good question. When we came at this, you know, we looked at inclusivity and scalability and low cost. So companies can can engage this quickly and easily. And, and spread it out their entire organization to, you know, the, the actual deployment of it is very, very simple. The admins can create or have their training, uh, firms create these short uh, micro lessons uh, of critical conversations or specific interactions that that, that particular role of the organization uh, uh, confronts on a regular basis. You would play that short video, you would respond much like you do on a FaceTime or, or a Zoom call. It will it'll analyze um, your, your uh, transcript, and it'll report back to you in terms of you know, what you said, but on, more importantly, it'll, it'll tell you how you, it'll measure how you did it against the certain traits that you programmed that you wanted to track. So for instance, you take uh, leadership. Leadership is a combination of other soft skills or as we like to refer to them, traits and abilities, such as, you know, to be a good leader, you have to have a coaching mindset. You have to be able to take the right perspective. You've got to be able to problem solve. And, and we allow uh, companies to weight those particular traits within the interaction that you, that you script and, and, and deliver to an individual or a group of individuals, whether it's the marketing department or it's the sales department and so forth. And you could look at their results Uh, What it does is lines, you know, you can see how you've done personally. It gives you a metrics It measures how how you've done across the abilities and it gives you an overall score and HR can see that you've got that as well. So now they can align, you know, this this is them knowing good stuff. So now they can align the new lessons to where your specific weaknesses are and balance that out both on the individual level. And perhaps on a group level within an organization. So
0: now, can that be reported right back to mid-level management as well, and they track your progress, or is this more of a uh, an HR type function that you're looking at?
1: This is more of an HR type function. Okay, so you know, but it may play into that situation depending on the companies that you that you just mentioned.
0: Is the objective here to? not only educate the user, but to expand on the user's marketable skill sets. Absolutely. Many times soft skills are overlooked as far as something that's that's of uh, a monetary value. And it's a battle that I fought all the time that I was in the corporate training environment. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something that still needs to be addressed. I think especially in today's environment, soft skills are more important than ever. So it, it, are you... Selling this package as something that is beneficial to the end user beyond just the scope of the company. Absolutely,
1: um, you know there is the intangible benefit. You know what you learn in the workplace in terms of you know critical conversations apply in the real world outside of work. You know whether you know everyone has to manage conflict, right? Whether it's with your spouse or your kids or so on and so forth, and. Those skills we think are transferable because when you learn something well in a particular area, then then it should carry over in the other parts of your life. Training
0: is often overlooked at the corporate level because of costs that are incurred. Corporate training is expensive. If you look to go to a course on, I mean, just pick a topic it's not uncommon to see those courses run in the, in the mid four digits. Yes. You know, you, you can be looking at two grand, 2,500 a head, something along those lines quite commonly. Yes. Are you combating that stigma as well with the training platform?
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, the course you hit the nail on the head and, and much of that, uh, the, that the training expense is spent on the, on more of the senior executives of a company and it doesn't filter down to the first time managers, which is an area that we focus on. So uh, yes, the, you know, the cost is, is a big concern. And that's why you know, we price this, what I call is the inclusive business model. Uh, you know, and it's typically, uh, there'll be some enterprise licensing, but uh, it basically it's on a per head per user per month basis. So for under $200 per employee, you have a, uh, an AI-enabled platform to deliver an infinite number of micro-lessons and interactions and tracks of skills both to the user and and, and, you know, and from the company. Now,
0: you mentioned earlier that it was mobile, and most of it's done, if not all of it, is done on your mobile device. Yep. Does that mean it's a cloud-based platform, or... Are, are there hardware requirements for the companies as well?
1: No, a, a, any smartphone will do—Android or iPhone. We're on, we're on both stores, uh, but you can't use it unless we engage you to, to use it. There's no, there's no hardware constraints on this. Um, the videos retain are retained on your phone. We don't keep them. You know, you can delete them when you want to. Uh, you can submit them if you want to. You know, that's uh, we. You know, we're very, very um, sensitive to you know. Uh, Data privacy and security.
0: So, so that poses an interesting security question because it seems that with all of this being an IP property, if you're allowing folks to download the videos to their device, how do you prevent others? From basically stealing your IP. The, the, they create
1: their own videos with the interaction. That, those are the videos I'm speaking of. Okay. 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 So their program, they're distributed a video lesson, but their reaction to that lesson is recorded on their phone. So they keep it and they're in control of their own video.
0: I got you. So now that's something that's kind of new to me there as well, is that the users, as they go through the training, they're recording videos.
1: Sure. They're practicing their sessions. It's like a FaceTime. It's like you asking me a question and I respond and my response will get measured to me and say, you know, it'll analyze what I said. And with these targeted traits, this is how I performed. So this kind of addresses one other point I didn't bring up to you. The other missing point beside the the cost basis on training are the reliable metrics. How did I really do? You brought up technical training. Yes, I know I got 98% of the questions right, right? Um, But with soft skills, they're much more difficult to measure. And we are arguably one of the first companies really doing this, you know, in a significant way. And how did you come up with that?
0: With, again, soft skills, as you mentioned, how you do or how you're scored can be very opinionated. It can be very perspective-based. And also, it can be very easy to, to debate whether or not the score that you were assigned is the score that you feel that you actually earned. So give me some of that thought process. What went into that, and how do you add a, a, a value to a pass or fail grade? And how do you convince the user that this is the answer and this is why? Right.
1: Well, that's a good question and a pretty, uh, pretty complex one at that but, you know, we, when we designed the system, you know, we, we took as many steps as possible to, to eliminate what could be, you know, programmable biases, if you will, in the system. You may make the argument that every system has a bias, and that could be true. But we, we, we tried to work around that by using kind of a natural language processing back you know, the words of the words and how they're used contextually are very important. So there, you know, there's a rules engine around that. And, and in terms of configuring the traits is also something that tailors it to the organization and potentially to the individual. So it, the system is really designed to, to give you that flexibility in terms of what you might perceive is a, a better definition of leadership. You know, I might think leadership is 50% coaching mindset. Uh, mindset, 30% problem solving and and 20% perspective taking, but you might think it's weighted differently. So that's how we we address that and and try to build it to the company's needs, but with the individual in mind.
0: Now did you go through this by going through a a series of interviews with individuals? How did you go through and set up your 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 rules tables? Is it by your experience or is it by committee or did you go through a, a, a long process of interviewing hundreds or thousands of individuals to, uh, there's
1: a, this is also a good question. Uh, my, my, the the, co- the, the other co-founding partner, John Hack, uh, is a, uh, an MIT graduate. Uh, he's got a background in linguistics and, 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 um, and he uh, most recently was working at the SAP innovation center and his expertise, one of his expertise was, uh, was in people, people performance and analytics so we you know we bring a very very strong architectural back, uh, background into our design uh, utilizing what has already been proven you know some methodologies that have been proven out in the marketplace
0: well that's that's awesome because what that does obviously is it gives you credibility in the process of, of the development life cycle and it allows you to when you present this new tool to a new enterprise that you have something to go on. You have something that shows, Hey, we didn't just slap this together. This is actually based on real science, real linguistics, and we've taken those principles and we've applied them to this training platform. Now, one of the things though, that stumps me is with that kind of uh, research in the background and those kinds of developers, developers, there we go, on your team, how do you keep it so affordable?
1: Thinking about how the business model plays and you know how many people that you can reach on this, you almost have to make it affordable. Look, it's, it's an enterprise platform. They typically have, if you do them right, they have large margins. <laughs> uh, and and that's, that's the experience I've had in, in my previous company and, and trying to bring that experience to this as well. The more, the merrier that are on our system here. And, um, and we think there's... Like I said, I believe it's going to be a high margin business.
0: Corporate training and soft skills especially is something that's constantly evolving. We're seeing emphasis on certain soft skills that we didn't see 10 years ago today. Mm -hmm. What do you do to make sure that you're on top of the latest trends and the latest critical topics that need to be covered in that arena?
1: You know, obviously not coming from the training world, I, I spent a lot of time reading lots of uh, lots of websites and um, there's a lot of good stuff that's uh, that's produced by uh, you know HBR and McKinsey. So and, and ironically, you bring up a good point that how the soft skills, the importance of them, or the awareness of the importance of them, has grown significantly, and particularly over just the last couple of years. And then you know you fast forward to COVID environment and remote learning and people learning you know different roles at home and how to interact. You know, we we fit very, very, very well into that that, uh, model.
0: Have you seen that there's still a need or a desire for the soft skills during our COVID adjustments?
1: More than ever. I mean, from what we're hearing from the people that we're speaking with, you know, know, we provide the ability to these role-based interactions. And everyone's role, many people's roles have shifted as a result of work at home and how to balance it and all the things that come with that. But, you know, their, their work demands have shifted as well. So when you can do that and you can provide this kind of rapid, almost in the workflow training on these critical situations, then, you know, we think we have a, we have a special spot in there. Do
0: you, do you think it might be in part due to the fact that because we are working so differently, being working from home or uh, not necessarily in the office with our peers, do, do you think that's providing us the opportunity to focus more on training as compared to our regular day-to-day responsibilities and our positions?
1: You know, it's hard to say because everyone's home, everyone's life's shifted. Uh, how they certainly, you know, a couple months ago, they weren't thinking about training. The training professionals I spoke to recently now have you know, indicated a lot of companies are now calling back up and say, what can we do here? you've probably seen the rush to online training, everyone that had event things all became, you know, online experts and, and that's just taking what they did and, and putting it online. It's, there's nothing very magical about it. It may, I'm sure it works in certain situations, but we, we see ourselves as a standalone, but we also see ourselves as, a, as an adjunct to um, that training, because that's a static, that's a static uh, event. And with the Tintreflexion app, you have a real-time, you get constant delivery of small lessons where you're measuring it and you're improving skills. You can change them quickly on the fly. And then you can embed your professional expert as the one that gives the expert opinion. So it really, it keeps the, the training experience dynamic.
0: Tell me more about changing them on the fly. So you don't have a set video or a set series necessarily you can update and modify that series? We provide a limited
1: amount of content. The goal uh, for, for, for our company is to enable uh, the L&D uh, professionals and the HR uh, people to be able to create their content on their own. These are, these are sh- sh- short Michael lessons uh, we give guidance on how to script it, how to set out a story, how to put together a list of interactions and then really just spending the time to figure out what that interaction would be. And then, then obviously you could just film it on yourself, on your iPhone, you know, with a, with a tripod and, and then deliver it to your workforce. So we're trying to make, we've made that pretty easy and it's just really a matter of adoption and it's a kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure the first time you did your first podcast it, it felt a little rough and everything else, but. Now, you, you know, you, you know how to ask questions great, you know how to, you know, you can take a few data points and, and turn it into a story. That's the same thing that you're gonna do with this. And, and the better you get at it, you literally can turn around these uh, scenarios uh, quickly and, and, and deliver them, and you can adjust based on what you're seeing, you know, problems, or the types of encounters, that aren't being solved right within the organization.
0: So is that something that you do? Do you provide training to the HR professional so that they can, in turn, create the content for the platform?
1: We, we, we like to work with training professionals because they really, you know, they have the content, they've been through the drill. What they lack typically is some form of real technology and they lack, you know, uh, interactivity. You know, it's not interactive when you read something to me and then I answer a question. You know, we we uh, build something that you respond to in your own voice, you look at yourself, and you really gauge your response. And we, you know, our AI engine will tell you what you did well and where you need improvement. That's something I think we can address for many, many people.
0: When dealing with AI, we tend to, or at least I do, tend to think of it improving or learning over time is that's something that's experienced here. For instance, you have a user that's gone through the training and they answered or re- replied to a particular scenario in one way. Does the AI go, okay, John Smith answered the question like this. His perspective was scored as this. And if John was to go back through the training, is the AI capable of modifying that to put a little tweak or a little change on the scenario that he presented the first time,
1: you're, you're going into where you know w- where we're heading, okay? And that's what we refer to as conversational AI. Um, and in that scenario, I would just tweak it a little bit. But you might have presented one scenario to me. I responded if the base score was eighty or above, it would automatically ask you another related, you know, uh, question or interaction. And, and, and so now you've got this conversational thing going on. So that's where we're going. We're not there yet, but we, we have a very, very solid foundation to do that. Oh, well,
0: see, I figured that's what you were doing. That's why I led you with the question. No, I had no idea, <laughs> but <laughs> it sounded cool to me. I was like, man, if they can do this, this is going to be awesome as well. So that is great. Is that something that you're looking at in the in the in the long term or the near term? Or
1: it's in our development plan. I would say it's it's in the next 18 months. Oh wow,
0: that is that yeah. is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And you know we're we're seeing improvements in AI every day. I mean, if you if you keep up with that those sorts of trends, uh, what sort of impact do you see? Things like well, let's let's just really stretch it here let's go Elon Musk with it, with his, with his implant. Do, do you see using things like that in the future as an opportunity for, for training? And I mean, it's, it's on board training.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you're referring to the implant, which, what, what was, uh,
0: where uh, he's got the interface directly with, with your brain. He did a demo of it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh,
1: okay. I saw the headline. I didn't read it.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually it's you're chipping yourself and they're making some connections to the brain where, you can record memories and you can replay them in real time. Uh, I mean, of course, some of the long-term stretches there are going to be communication without verbalization, uh, communication Mm -hmm. via thought, and... I, for one, do not want anyone reading my thoughts. So I'm probably going to pass on that gig, but there are some applications. There's not enough jails. No, there are definitely not enough jails. That is right. You think we got problems in America right now? Let me tell you something, folks. Elon Musk is going to be the end of us. Oh, Um, my God. But that does raise some questions. AI, some people are scared to death of AI. Do you think that AI is, is, is... Going to be ultimately something that we continue to benefit from, or do you think there'll be a time when AI co- takes over and there's maybe there's that chance that that Terminator chance of uh, AI taking over and it, and it, and it turning on? Well,
1: us. It could go that way, uh, you know. But I think we have a long way there yet. I, I think there's so many useful ways that AI uh, can benefit. I, you know, we're just you know we're just one one company doing something in a, in, a, in a specialized market. But I think there's a lot of uh, value to AI in the healthcare field that is right now, you know, uh, hopefully this country will, you know, regroup in terms of how they approach the, the the corporate direction that they're taking and, you know, from climate control to, you know, just new technologies that, you know, yes, people are afraid of uh, AI. They're afraid of, losing their jobs to technology but I, I don't believe that happens I think it, it still creates more opportunities the AI takes away a lot of the routine tasks um, and at least plenty of room for the intellectual uh, innovation if you will so
0: you mentioned the, the, the medical industry there is this something is that where you focus or do you focus on a particular industry with this with this training
1: we focus on uh, training firms that need a you know a technology partner to deliver a solution like this we 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 uh, we haven't yet, but we will start partnering with some not-for-profits that that do you know um, you know training and retraining and, and helping vets and helping people out of school, helping underserved communities. So you know, we think we have a tool set that can, that's going to be valuable to particularly the young people coming into the workforce. Is is this an international endeavor on your part or? the yeah, multilingual is you know along with the conversational AI is just a little bit down the road. <laughs> have a few more venture capital meetings before we put timelines to that. But, but in all seriousness, yes, the, the I've already been asked about, uh, you know, um, you know, the uh, multilingual aspect and there's is, is a, it just uh, really extends our opportunity when we could get to that level.
0: What would be some of the the challenges that you face there in rolling something like this out? Granted it's, it's new, it's interactive. It has the AI Component applied to it as well. What sort of, are you seeing any resistance from corporations going? Ah, we don't really need something like this.
1: You know, we're we're to be honest with you, we're we're early in that uh, on that path. The companies that we showed it showed it to love it, and I'm not just you know I'm not self serving here. They they saw the value of it. um You know, I have a short video I could share with you after everything, but. To, it'll give you a real sense of, you know, what we think is the power behind it and they get it. And there's, um, there finally is a tool to be able to do this and make improvements and measure the improvements because kind of back to your other question, uh, well the yeah, other beside the high cost was very hard to calculate the ROI on training. So, so, you know, some bucks got thrown to it. Okay. Yeah. We check the box. And if it's on the, you know, discrimination or harassment training, another check the box, right? I saw the video, I took the test and I signed a survey that I took the test, you know, that's not changing behaviors. Okay. Maybe there's some awareness and hopefully it has, it's helpful, but until you really practice those difficult conversations and know how to address them, you know, in an improved way, Uh, you know, that's, that's what we hope to be, you know, where we can add a a lot of value to that equation.
0: See, and that's so spectacular because especially in today with there's so much diversity throughout the entire country, so many new scenarios that are out there, so many scenarios that are evolving each and every day, so many opportunities to offend, honestly, if you don't know how to address a particular situation Mm -hmm. and having something there, that can help us through those moments. And as you said, not just check the box that says, hey, if I do this, uh, yeah, I watched the video, you can fire me, right? Who, nobody learns from that. And you're, you're doomed to, to, to make the same mistake again. But if we have something like what you're presenting here that allows individuals to learn the correct response and understand the correct response and not just repeat it like a robot, right? That's exactly right. It's the you
1: understanding you, you just hit the nail on the
0: head. See, and I think too many times, soft skills, as you mentioned, are applied the same way. It's memorize this, know this, but you don't necessarily get the concept behind what you're being trained or why you're being trained that way. And I've seen, as far as individuals go from a learning perspective over the years, that if you understand the concepts behind what you're learning and you understand the whys behind what you're learning, you're going to retain that a lot more. And that's applicable to not just soft skills, but technical skills. And Absolutely. I've taught martial arts for 25 years. If people understand, why am I going to stand like this? Why am I going to move my hips like this? Well, this is why they go, oh, and that light bulb comes on and they can apply that down the road in various scenarios yeah i think that's something that's great that you're doing there with this type of training how many people do you have working with you
1: we have uh, about 10 people at this stage
0: oh that's a nice tight-knit group that yes. you know everybody can stay on the same page everybody can stay connected and there's not a lot of uh bureaucracy there to fight through and
1: that's what allowed us to move quickly you know both myself and my co uh co-founder are, are you know experienced business builders and and him on a particular on the technical side and the, you know, on on the financial and operational side. So it it works well. And, you know, we were, we kind of know a lot where a lot of the pitfalls were, and we have a lot, a lot to do yet, but we, I think we were able to get very far very quickly with what we wanted to build in in terms of our vision.
0: No, that's amazing. You know, and I know we're, we're we're starting to have to kind of wrap this up. We just got our first flash on the screen. We have 10 minutes. So we'll ask a couple of more questions here. Uh, As far as maintenance goes real quick, I wanted to touch base on that. Maintaining it within the corporation, is that done in-house or is that something that you guys would do? Meaning if you have employees uh, that are onboarded, are they onboarded onto your software as well simultaneously? Can that be done by the HR department or does that have to be done by reaching out to you guys and going, hey, we have a new employee, we need to get them on the program or how is licensing and we'll do whatever it
1: takes if the company wants us to help them onboard uh, their, 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 employees to do that. But the reality is the, the dashboard is, is very powerful and it allows them to onboard their, their own groups there, you know, because they're going to, they're going to group the training by, you know, uh, they, they're going to look to specific training for specific groups. So it gives them that flexibility.
0: And as far as your licensing goes, are you doing it? You said it's roughly $200 per head. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you buy those in bulk or are they at the individual?
1: Well, a large organization will sit down and, and, and we'll discuss an enterprise license, you know, their, their needs will be a little more complex. and We want to be responsive to them and you know, they'll want a better deal.
0: <laughs> uh, of course. So that flexibility <laughs> is there is kind of what I was winking at. Right. There. So no, that's good. That's good to know. So, well, man, tell us where can more, more individuals find out about what you're offering. Find out more about the training. Maybe watch the video that you had mentioned as well. Is that available for folks to watch online?
1: Yes, we're we're just at the stage where we're uh, putting together our, our our digital media program. So over the next uh, let's call it probably forty five days, we'll you know there'll be a lot more information out there about us. You know we'll we'll you know we're going to work a lot on the LinkedIn platform because you know our, our Uh, there's a lot of professionals there that I think that will understand what we're doing. Sure. Uh, So that'll be a key social media type platform for us. I'd like to be able to do some more of these. Uh, This is my third one. I feel a lot lot more comfortable in terms of it. And and obviously having good, good interviewers really makes a big difference because it's, it flows easier and, and, you know, you can align, align the conversation a lot better. So, You know, uh, we'll do some more of those, but I do expect you know we have a we we have some white papers in in the works, and you know there's probably some published stuff that'll end up coming out about us, and you know know, hopefully over the next four to six months. That's
0: cool, man. I would love to have you back outside of a Podmax environment, even, and follow up on the conversation that we're having here, and talk about the video, and talk about the strides that you've made because this is something that genuinely interests me. I I I love the conversation I would love to, and I would would love love to to learn more about it.
1: It'd be my pleasure. And, uh, you know, we have some more stuff. We can prepare some stuff that, that can showcase it a little a little better, on you know, if you want to do on the follow-up. But, uh, you know, I'd like to – I'll send you the video so you can obviously see it. I, I ask that we don't share it with everyone yet because we're pretty selective on who we're dealing with and just don't want uh, a lot of, you know, interest that's not directed right at this stage. We're, we're pretty careful on the steps we take. But I'll send that to you, and I think you'll see it. And, and I'd love to follow up with you in terms of uh, you know a follow
0: up. That'd be great, and I'll, I'll I'll sign a little NDA, whatever I need to do to send okay. the video. video. So i appreciate I'm, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I won't share it. I promise. Yeah. I promise. What, May I ask what's your so, background? Well, my background is corporate training and uh, business intelligence is uh, is where I evolved into. I was originally a corporate trainer for a large company called Texas Texas Instruments. You're probably familiar with the calculators. Yeah. I started working at TI back in the early 90s and was there for about three and a half years. And it was back home in Sherman, Texas, which is a fairly small town. And I was dying to get to the big city. So I transitioned to another company that was supposed to just kind of be a stopover on my way to Big Dallas. And I ended up in Louisville, Texas, which is really, you know, it's about 45 minutes from Sherman and just north of the Metroplex. But my stopover turned out to be a career, and it was 21 years worth of, um, I'll just stop here and get a couple of more skill sets before I move on. <laughs> so, uh, But that evolved into being a corporate trainer in a distribution center, rewriting their policies and procedures. Uh, then we implemented J.D. Edwards. I don't know if you're familiar with J.D. Yeah. But uh, I-, I was brought on as a trainer for the J.D. Edwards oh, wow. implementation. That implementation lasted uh, globally. It lasted about 15 years after we brought, all of our facilities online. It, it, it's a national. The, the company is called Standard Motor Products, and they manufacture and distribute uh, aftermarket components for mm-hmm. cars, supplying AutoZone, Riley's, sure. yep. Pep Boys, everybody. So, uh, and they've been around since 1950. Yeah, I think so they're,
1: yeah. they're 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 a yeah. I haven't yeah, heard the name in a whole time a while, so I but, heard you mention and,
0: it. Oh, that's cool that you've even heard of it. So that that's very cool. So so yeah, I was with S P and uh, it's it was just a great experience. And then I evolved from the JDE team after. Uh, that implementation was completed to data analytics and business intelligence because I was so intimately involved in JDE as it was. I was already familiar with all the files and fields and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So
1: there it is. There you, there you go. go. It's interesting. So you have the training background too. So Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Well, John, I appreciate it, man. We better get back before we get <laughs> in trouble. Thank you so uh-huh. much. I appreciate the conversation and I'm glad that we got picked for you. All right.
1: I'm going to send you a the chat now. All right. That'd be I awesome.
0: Guess. Take care. Love